0: Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a bachelor podcast, and part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Hey everybody, we made it to the end of the season and we are ready to talk about Matt James and all of the drama from the season of The Bachelor on the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. As always, I'm Ashley Young, joined by Natalie Zamora, and we are so excited, might be a stretch, but ready to dive in to the long-anticipated finale. But before we do that, we just want to remind you that the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped obsesses over their technology to make sure that they provide you with the best tools for the grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide.
1: Yeah. And for anyone listening, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Fansided 20 at manscaped.com. So if you're looking for a gift for somebody or you want to use Manscaped for your personal use, it is a really great company. Uh, All you have to do is use the code Fansided 20 You'll get 20% off and free shipping. And we love that. Stay clean, stay trimmed.
0: Matt James rolling with the beard last night. It's still fresh on my mind. Um, how do you feel now that we've uh, had some time to process the grand old finale there?
1: I, the main takeaway I have, especially watching after the final rose is that I feel so bad for Matt. And I saw so many people criticizing him, like, well, he picked Rachel in the end. It's like, he didn't know. And anything that like, you know, we didn't know anything until things came out. And he didn't know until after the season wrapped. So my main takeaway is that I just feel terrible for him. He looked so heartbroken. And it was hard to watch at some points. It was hard
0: to watch. I'm with you. I think my biggest takeaway is I feel from Matt, from the way the producers edited his season, to the obvious traumas that he kind of unleashed or had to navigate to the way this finale unraveled in real time. And I didn't leave last night feeling closure. I didn't feel good. I didn't really those uncertain, icky feelings I kind of had watching all season, they're still lingering as we're recording this. So I didn't love it. And we didn't get off to too much of a hot hot start either with how things ended with Michelle. Um, That was also really hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I think we all kind of knew that Rachel was going to win. So of course, Michelle would have to go home. But it was such a short conversation that she and Matt had when they were kind of splitting. And I feel like he had a longer conversation with Bree when Bree was sent home. And this was kind of just like, well, I'm not going to get there with you. And then a, w- a walk away. And that was it. And then, of course, during After the Final Rose, Michelle confirmed that there was no closure for her. She tried to talk to Matt afterwards and he refused, which was like just not, not the right move.
0: Yeah, let's unpack that a little bit because she so eloquently said, I wasn't there. I didn't want to have a conversation to try and win you back. I just wanted closure. I wanted some things answered and you couldn't even give me two minutes of your time. And that really just blew my mind because A, how did the producers not make that happen? I'm shocked that they didn't like take this opportunity But also, Matt, you know, you go through this journey. They throw the the J word around every other word, the journey. You owe it to Michelle, someone that you clearly had a connection with, to give her closure on that journey. And it really didn't sit well with me that he kind of brushed off that request.
1: Yeah, it was really weird. The only thing I can imagine is, like, after, you know, she went home, he canceled the date with Rachel and was very, like, to himself for however long that was, a day or something, Um, so the only thing I can imagine was like producers letting him know and him just being like shut off, like, no, I don't want to see anyone. Like I'm in my feelings. I don't want to interact at all, but yeah, it is surprising. You would think producers would be like, Ooh, extra, you know, drama, more tears. Let's make it happen. But it appears he was just like, no, I'm not talking to anyone. Yeah.
0: Which I get it. Obviously we've all navigated breakups. You don't really want to talk to anyone. You're not in a clear headspace. I'm trying my best to humanize it. But, you know, you hope by that age you have a little bit of maturity. But I I jumped way too far ahead um, because obviously Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about after the final round. Truthfully, that's what we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. But we have to talk a little bit about Matt's mom and his brother meeting the women because I thought both conversations were really sweet and sincere. But his mom said something like it would be a long shot if he found... Love at the end of this. Like his mom clearly knows him better than anyone. You know, his brother talks about how I've never seen Matt open up like this. Like being in love obviously isn't second nature for Matt, which is truly impressive that he wanted to, um, you know, ride a bike for the first time on national television here. Um, You know, but when you're watching the conversation with his brother and his mom, I felt like she really connected with Michelle. I really enjoyed their conversation and the way everything felt really comfortable.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's because Michelle just has such a warmth to her and she's just so, she seems just so human and someone that anyone could talk to and get, you know, a good, great vibe and great energy from. And, she just seems just a great person. Of course, we said it a million times on the podcast. She's amazing. So I agree. I think um, Matt's mom had a great, you know, meeting with her, and I think that she was great with his brother too. His brother was really asking, you know, some hard hitting questions. Um, I saw so many memes about it, comparing him to like Oprah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, of course, we're a team, Michelle. So I thought that her her whole. Um, you know, hang out with Matt's family went so well, the same way that um, Matt meeting her parents went so well.
0: Yeah, uh, the brother memes were sending me. Um, Yeah, like comparing him to Oprah, you know, saying Chris Harrison who let this guy host. Um, They really had it, you know, some high praise for him. But we got to talk about it. I truthfully missed it the first time around. It was a boring episode. So, you know, I was on my phone a little bit. And I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing all these tweets about Matt touching his mom's leg. And I'm like, people love to, you know, blow things up. I'm sure it's not that bad. I'm sure it's not that bad. And this man was, like, rubbing up on his mom's thigh (laughs) in a way that I'm not sure I'm on board with. Did you catch it the first time
1: around? I did, because I also noticed that first he, like, had his arm, like, on her shoulder and was kind of, like... I don't know, like rubbing it too, I guess. It was like a weird kind of rub. I don't know, like scratching it. Um, <laughs> i like, what is the word? It's like a half scratch, half rub. And then um, yeah. And then I saw him like rubbing her thigh and I was like, this doesn't seem like a mother son picture right now. It seemed a little bit too intimate. Yeah. And of course I went back, watched the tape.
0: Those producers, they know what they're doing. They clearly, you know, didn't not zoom in on it. They let us set yeah. was up, and yeah. I'm like, "This, uh, that's weird." It is. I'm sorry, Matt. The the kissing with the eyes open, the leg touching. There's certain things I can't. You got to call it weird because it is. Yeah. Damn producers cannot give this guy a break. I really feel like every edit they made did him no justice. And whether it was him seeming flat, we called his season flat, or kind of boring and slow when he's clearly a goofy guy with a great personality and he's very lively on social media. And, you know, you know, he's getting an edit, rubbing up on his mom's leg, like we can't help this guy out at all. I, it really, it creeped me out, but then I just immediately went back to being like kind of angry at the producers for not helping this guy out. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. There's, there's an abundance of, of TikToks and tweets and whatever else if you want to catch Matt and his mom all that to say we'll go back to Michelle here because this girl made him a basketball jersey and it, they said Mr. and <laughs> Mr. Mm-hmm. Mrs. James on the back and in the same sentence I feel like of her being like I made this for you Matt goes nope actually this isn't gonna work
1: I have not been more uncomfortable all season I felt so bad for her I know that was devastating. And I feel like their date before that, um, you could tell that Matt was feeling kind of guilty because he said something like Michelle was like, you know, like pouring her heart out essentially. And it didn't seem like it was mutual or at least he couldn't say those things back. So it seemed like already like, okay, this is probably when, you know, they're going to break up or whatever. She's going to go home. And it was just so sad because she was so fully in it. And when they were sitting down talking and she was saying like, you know, you're it, you're my person, all whatever else she was saying that was so just vulnerable and so sweet. And the jerseys are so, such a cute idea. And she was like, because, you know, you're my teammate, da, da, da. And he realized like, okay, I can't go along with this. It needs to end now. And that it, it was the worst.
0: It was so hard. Like you said, she has such a warmth to her. Mm. How do you let someone like that down? But Matt, babe, should have ripped the bandit off a little sooner. Yeah. We did not have to embarrass her with those jerseys in, in front of all of the United States. That was uncalled called for. Um, that was rude. Uh, but it was cute. Like you said, it was sweet. She was obviously, I think I shouted out um, when Brie got sent home, what a beautiful crier she was. Mm -hmm. i want to shout out michelle's poise as well because she just got embarrassed and basically broken up with yeah and the way she composed herself and like asked him very direct questions yeah you're a better person than i am she (laughs) she's been wonderful i really love michelle um but obviously she got sent home or it didn't work out matt has a moment needs doesn't really have a last date with rachel spoiler fast forward a little bit here show ends in him being like i love you i want you to have my kids but i can't propose to you right now which is so weird to me i don't know um what'd you make of his his ramblings at the end of the episode there
1: yeah it was hard to tell because of course like i read spoilers so i knew it was going to happen but i didn't know how it was going to get there because he Mm -hmm. seemed so back and forth about like okay i'm not ready for marriage like i can't do this And then being like, but like, you know, I'm so sure about Rachel, I'm in love with her and, you know, I want her to be the mom of my kids, all of that stuff. So it was very like, okay, you're 100% sure, but then you're also 100% sure you don't want to get engaged. So I was like, how is this? Like, I really wasn't sure how they were going to get to that end point. But I mean, of course, I understand not wanting to get engaged after a few weeks of knowing someone, you know? um that is the show but i guess i i imagine matt kind of you know didn't know how intense it would be coming on the show and then kind of just realized like okay we are at the end here but i'm not i'm not doing this
0: yeah like you said all right i recognize this is a leap of faith and engagements definitely take years for most people you know to get yeah. to that point so part of me as much as i dunk on how unrealistic the show can be I appreciate that, but as a viewer, you expect the show to end in a proposal, so it was kind of strange, and I know we've talked about this um, mm-hmm. in great lengths, just, you know, the, the mental toll that this experience takes on people,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it started to get a little weird last night when he just kept saying, you know, this dad, this dad, this ring mm-hmm. is, you know, reminds me of what I didn't have and what my dad did to my mom and all this stuff, and You know, he's clearly working through some stuff. And Mm -hmm. there's part of me that's like, you know, you are who you are because of your experiences and that trauma or those emotions, like they don't go away. You just work through them and grow and learn. But I was like, Matt, this engagement is not supposed to make up for, you know, your childhood experience. This is unique to you. And I don't like that he kind of compares you know what he didn't have and how he can somehow rectify that with a healthy relationship. Um, obviously, I'm not a therapist. I'm just talking straight out of my butt here, but it does bother me. like I don't think that's gonna give him the fix that he's searching for. like a new marriage does not you know fix what was broken or not what you wanted in your childhood and it makes me sad where's matt's professional help where is his help
1: (laughs) exactly exactly yeah it was really sad to hear him talk like that and it almost seemed like he's like against marriage now just because of everything that happened with his dad um and it, it just really the only thing i could think was like you you need to go to therapy like in the best way possible i'm not saying that as as an insult like you should go to therapy and work through those things and then eventually you, you'll you be ready for marriage hopefully but it seemed like i hope you know that the season was a learning experience for him to say like a new love in my life isn't going to replace things i didn't have growing up you know that's just like something you need to work through and professional help that helps a lot
0: it does yeah um so well said it's it's not an insult to tell someone they need therapy i think yeah We're so quick to like offer like, oh, have you tried this medicine or like this hair product? Have you tried therapy? I think it would be good for your day-to-day life. So I hope that Matt kind of works through those feelings because he does seem like such a genuine person and a fun guy. Um, Obviously, after the final role, Rose got weird. It got weird. um, And and it should have. There, There was a lot to unpack. I feel like Michelle was brought on and she got her closure with Matt. Mm -hmm. There's not much more to say about that. We've all been waiting weeks to unpack, you know, the Rachel scant scant photos. I don't even know what word to use, the Rachel situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And what did you think of, I didn't know what to expect. I had very low hopes, truthfully, but what did you think of how they kind of tackled that situation?
1: i was glad that they kind of started the whole show being like okay you know matt's gonna come out he's gonna talk to michelle and then we're gonna talk about rachel kirk like kirkconnell's uh antebellum party we're going to talk about the photos we're going to talk about this that and the third so I was definitely glad that they brought it up immediately and kind of told the viewers like we're gonna get into it don't worry um stick with us so I'm glad they did because uh, you know you and I would be mad if they didn't I'm sure so many people would be mad if they just didn't bring it up and it's it's why Rachel and Matt broke up so they need to address it and I think that they did such a great job having real, honest conversations. that I, I was pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, I would say pleasantly surprised is the perfect way to feel. Um, I would say that I could not fathom Chris Harrison hosting no. that episode last night. Um, I, I it, it would have been. I don't even think he would have had those conversations truthfully. Um, and again, I feel for Matt that this was supposed to be a celebratory, you know, historic season of a franchise that is, you know, very antiquated in how it's produced, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's now Matt has the burden of having to explain himself and explain his choices. And it, it made me sad, but I think he, he did so very gracefully, very honestly, um, you know, he kind of said it's not my job to teach you about my experience like that's on yeah. you and i thought that you know we talked about matt needing therapy to work through some of, some of his stuff i think that was a very mature and like self-aware and very honest thing to say is you know i can't help you figure this out like if you don't know what's up you don't know about me and it was really, really hard to watch that, but I appreciated his honesty and I really appreciated that they gave time to that conversation with Matt.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that they, I think there was just, I noticed that Matt was kind of asked some questions that he like steered away from. I wasn't sure if he just like didn't want to get into it or respect for Rachel or what it was Like, he didn't really get into how they broke up or, like, the moment he found out about the antebellum party photos. um, He just basically said, you know, it happened. I thought they were rumors. They were not rumors. I was devastated. And, you know, it was tough to hear him say, too, that when he confronted or talked to Rachel about it, he had to explain why it was offensive and why it was problematic. And that was you know, a, a realization that was like, okay, they're obviously not going to date because like you said, if you don't understand why this is wrong, you're not going to understand me as a black man. It's just not going to work.
0: It's a disconnect. Um, yeah. And I feel for him. I feel for him. Cause I think I did see some tweets too, of, you know, how would you pick Rachel? How does this not come up sooner? you know, it's a whirlwind experience. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the hardest part is no one, I think we all know someone or have dated a dud or a problematic (laughs) person or whatever. Those aren't things that necessarily come to light in the beginning. And they're also not things that you may be aware of because you're so blinded by love and like Mm -hmm. the adrenaline of a new relationship. So I I wish people had a little more empathy um, for the situation because, I could not fathom dating someone that, you know, participated in these types of festivities. Um, I could not fathom learning that through like the tabloids as I'm sure Mm -hmm. he did. Like could you imagine being at the grocery store and like getting seeing it on a magazine or like getting a notification on your phone, scrolling on Twitter. That is so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing. So like I said, the Matt just really they did him so dirty this season
1: hmm yeah i'm sure it was devastating and i feel like it made sense that he said his first reaction was to think it was a rumor and to comfort rachel because there are so many gossip tabloids like you say and just rumors going out there tiktok reddit twitter instagram everywhere like especially with um you know reality stars just trying to dig up dirt on them so you know after he went through this whole journey with Rachel the season's over you're fully dating and then it comes out like i'm sure if that happened to me i wouldn't think like okay this is a concrete truth i would be like i know this person it can't be real so that you know that's it's just so sad to think about
0: it is that's the per- he said that he was like there's no way it's true like i know this yeah. person i know this person and that's tough man so you know, I, I appreciate not honesty. I appreciated that the Bachelor producers gave us time to really hear from him and in an honest space. Um, and I appreciate it that they brought Rachel on to talk about her experience, which mm-hmm. we're going to dive into right after this break. So if you have better self-control than I do, you hadn't read spoilers. But we obviously read spoilers on this podcast because we're nosy and need to know what's up. And we knew how the season was gonna end. So it was just like watching a train wreck in slow motion. And it was so hard every week to know how this was gonna end, to know what was happening in real time. And I was really, really eager to hear from Rachel and see what she had to say last night. And truthfully, I was kind of disappointed in what she had to say. And this is the question um, when he asked her, you know, who do you blame for your ignorance? Mm-hmm. Which was such an incredible question. I'm going to start using that um, everywhere. And I felt like her answer could have been a little stronger um, or her statement or her stance. Cause she kind of just was like, you know, I could sit here and tell you all the books I'm reading or the podcasts I'm listening yes. to, but I won't do that. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, I don't really need book recommendations, but what have you learned? Like provide examples. This It was just kind of very surface level.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was very, very vague. And I think that was definitely the one, like the biggest um, example of it. Just her saying like, I'm not gonna list all of the things and it's like, list a few, like, I don't know. We don't know what you're doing. You're probably doing nothing by the sound of that answer. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure she was just trying to keep like a level like head and not get too emotional or whatever it is. I don't know why I'm like rationalizing her answers. I'm just trying to figure out why she acted that way. But yeah, I agree. I don't think she acted terribly, but it was, it was just not, like you said, not a strong way to present herself after everything that's happened.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It was pretty surface level, which I guess playing it safe is the best way to go um, when you're at the mercy of the producers. Mm-hmm. But it it was hard. I appreciated that they showed the photo. Um, mm-hmm. I think they did a great job explaining, you know, why it was wrong in the most basic of terms. Um, the other thing that was asked of her that kind of made me me giggle a little bit was, you know, you, he was like, you know, you must have known these pictures existed. Like, yeah. were fearful that they would come out and she was like no because I didn't think they were bad like she was so so unaware of the severity of the situation which does speak to I feel like people get offended by the term ignorance but it, it literally just means like a lack of awareness and understanding mm-hmm. and I think truly she was led astray by like genuine ignorance in all of this and it was just very surface level conversation, but of course, you know, let's put more trauma on Matt's plate and more uncomfortable conversations. They bring that out. And that was really hard to watch. I was so uncomfortable by that.
1: Same. I couldn't tell if he was like furious or just super upset because he was very cold and like one wordy, which I would be exactly the same way. Um, But like you said, it just made for like an uncomfortable watch. And it was even more uncomfortable when I think they were asked to like hug or like one final embrace. And Matt just like, kind of like looked at the floor and then just was, you know, changed the subject, Um, which like, duh, I don't think he, he would have to be like, like, I don't even know, like a monk or something to just be like, yes, peace. Let me hug you. Like, I I don't know that it was uncomfortable, but I don't blame him whatsoever.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we say it's uncomfortable, it's not that like we are, you know, annoyed at watching something that's uncomfortable. It's like, how dare they kind of put Matt in this situation? Like seeing your ex is always uncomfortable, but your ex basically said, I don't value your life or your experience as a black man. Like that is so deeply disturbing and to put them under the lights in front of a camera on primetime television oh my god and you said that embrace at the end and they're like one final embrace it was like 10 Mm -hmm. seconds of silence which in tv time was basically 10 years i was and then they're like okay cool 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 after this we'll uh talk about the next bachelorette (laughs) and uh i (laughs) It could. I think it's as honest as it could have been, though. You know, if they came on, oh and were yeah. happy and smiley, like I wouldn't have bought. I wouldn't have bought it. I think Matt has every reason in the world to be angry and embarrassed and disappointed. Um, and I, I felt like that tension was very real and very
1: there. Yeah, I agree, and it was interesting because it seemed like Rachel was you know of course she's saying that she still loves Matt and she's like there's I can't imagine there's anyone else out there for me like very like playing into that um which sure I believe that she feels that way but <clears throat> it, it was just like it was interesting just how one-sided it was how it really seemed like she was like trying to grovel and like feel make Matt feel bad for her and then Matt was kind of just like no, there's not much to say. And then I was like, all right, well, if you never see him again, <laughs> what do you feel like saying to him right now? It was like, oh gosh, this girl's going to have a breakdown.
0: So we end with the awkward embrace or lack thereof, I yeah. say. <laughs> But I really left that conversation with a lot of questions. And I think it's what are the next steps, right? You know, we, we can talk about Chris Harrison taking time away. We can talk about, you know, maybe doing a better vetting process of the contestants. But I really feel like the Bachelor production announcements have been very reactionary instead of proactive. Mm. And when I feel like the majority or basically all of your change has resulted because you've been forced to or pressure from your fan base or it's reacting to that pushback and it's not it's not genuine and i have a hard time buying into this idea that they're going to really deliver and commit to change so it's kind of a loaded question but you know what would your hope for the next couple seasons be and how much of that do you think is actually going to happen
1: hmm i mean i don't think chris harrison should come back anytime soon um Unfortunately, we know the Bachelorette he won't be hosting, so there's one season down, a few more to go. Um, because I think if he returns, say, for Bachelor in Paradise, if they do that this year, like, it'll just be disingenuous. Like, it'll just be he had a few months off to, like, chill with his family um, and kind of lay low and stay off social media. So I think he should just kind of either leave for good or just not come back for a while. Um and I mean, like, it's not the bachelor's, you know, responsibility to teach people things. Like, it's just reality TV, you know, we're there to watch cat fights and, you know, people find love. But it is a responsibility to, you know, include all different races, um, include people on our screens that aren't racially insensitive. Like, even if they're not racist, they can be racially insensitive and ignorant. You know, stop giving those people the spotlight. Do a better job at looking at people's backgrounds. You know, Um, if The Bachelor producers didn't see that photo of Rachel beforehand, they're dumb. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did and just thought it would be, you know, more drama added to the mix. So I think they need to be really more selective about who is starring in these shows.
0: I love that. Like you said, they it's an entertainment show but who we allow to entertain us is really their responsibility. Um, And I hope that they are more mindful of that, who we're giving a platform to, who we're giving a voice to, and the message that they're indirectly sending. Obviously, Rachel was not on the season being actively racist every Monday night, Mm -hmm. but we have to understand that there's a platform that comes with being on the show. So I'm with you. Um, Obviously, I'm newer to the franchise. I have not been a day one, fan I don't think I have the same affinity for Chris Harrison that people who have watched him over the years do yeah same I don't really think he adds anything to the show truthfully I don't think the show needs a host yeah in in all honesty um I I don't think that the show would suffer without him I think perhaps fans might be annoyed but the loudest fans the ones that complain about you know like Give them a show back, whatever they're still tuning in, like, oh yeah, it's the same people that say they're not watching football, like, come on, you know you are, like let it go. so I hope that they have some accountability, like you said, in their decision making. If Chris Harrison never came back, I'd be okay with it. You know, let's make some radical changes on this show It's It's getting a little crusty, like we we're due for mm-hmm. fresh anything um. So I'm hopeful. I'm I'm with you. I think those are really easy fixes. Those are very fair asks that you're anticipating. I don't think going through people's social media should be that much of an ask, but here we are. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So uh, the one, I guess, silver lining last night is they officially announced the next two bachelorettes. So we will have a season where Michelle is the bachelorette and also Katie. I was pretty happy with the choices. What What do you think about it?
1: Yeah, I agree. I really like both of them. They're both super charismatic people, and they seem like really good people. And they have you know a good head on their shoulders. Seemingly, um don't want to speak too soon. But <laughs> I think, think yeah, yeah, exactly. Like their seasons are like chaos. No, but I think they'll be really great leads. And I think they're they both seem like really great role models. So I think this is you know a good step in the right direction. Um, I know when katie was kind of rumored to be the next bachelorette we were talking about how the franchise shouldn't put another white person in the lead um it's nothing against katie i really like her but i think you know the franchise needs to do a better job at being more inclusive so i think having both of them um slated up next is 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 a good idea um i'm not sure if they you know had already offered katie the spot and couldn't get out of it or something but I do really like them both, so I'm excited for their seasons.
0: I'm excited. I think they both have a maturity and a poise to them, but they Mm -hmm. also have a personality. We definitely saw more of Katie's, I think, this season, like with her entrance, and she was involved in a lot of the drama. But we saw a couple of the bloopers at the end of episodes where Michelle was clearly, like, being goofball. She's, you know, dropping and doing push-ups. She played basketball in college. Like, I think there's a lot to her that we'll also get uh, when she's the lead. And hopefully we are someone's listening out there, whether it's me or everyone else online, that we need more dynamic storylines other than fighting. Mm-hmm. I I lived that in high school, like you know what I mean. I'm I'm over that. That's not entertaining to me. Um, I think we can do a better job than casting Victorias for like fake petty drama. So um, I love The Bachelorette more because I like having the house of guys. Um, Same. I'm excited, I really liked you know, like Tayshia's season, the guys in that house were entertaining. So I'm really excited for, I hope they get a good cast going. Um, I think they've already started production, which is wild to me. Um, they're wasting no time.
1: I know, it's crazy. And I already saw some leaks of like potential contestants. I'm trying not to read too much into it and become obsessed with the spoilers already. Um, I'm sure in a few days I will, but <laughs> I'm excited. That's my
0: favorite. I am just such a nosy person. I love creeping on everyone's social. I love going on their LinkedIn. Like I can try to justify that it's for work, but it is so (laughs) fun to like see the cast of of guys and read their like cheesy little bios. So Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. Um, I think this season, I don't know, I, I feel for Matt. Like I'm angry and I'm sad. But I guess I'm excited that, you know, change, I think, often comes from kind of hitting rock bottom. And this was a rough season, a rough look, I think, for yeah. The Bachelor. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm tired of saying that we were bored by the episode. <laughs> I'm manifesting that we'll never say that again. Um, yeah, any, any other thoughts as we wrap up? One of the, the weirdest seasons that I've watched in recent memory
1: uh, I'm I'm relieved that it's over, but I'm sad that I'm relieved that it's over because I I'm truly truly like Matt, and I'm glad that we got you know the Michelles and the Katies out of the season. There are definitely redemp- redemption redemption um, from the season. It wasn't all bad. Um, so just looking forward to what the franchise does next. <laughs> Cautiously hopeful, per usual. <laughs>
0: cautiously hopeful it's been a theme on the podcast this season well uh we appreciate you guys listening in with us watching along this season we're obviously not going anywhere so join us for the next journey we got michelle we got katie we got a lot to look forward to so we hope that you join us always tune in and subscribe to the can i steal you for a second podcast and we'll talk to y'all soon